0: Selection four, Lost on a Mountain in Maine, by Don Fendler, as told to Joseph B. Egan, illustrated by Patrick Whalen.
1: 12-year-old Don Fendler, along with his friend Henry, has climbed to the top of Mount Katahdin, a rugged peak in northern Maine. While Henry waits, Don starts down from the rocky summit to meet his father and brothers who are still climbing. Soon, as a fast-moving fog sweeps over the trail, Don cannot see Henry, his family, or the blazes that mark the path. Alone in the wilderness, with night approaching, Don struggles to find his way, looking for trail markers and trying to stay warm.
0: Sharp rocks and sleet, first day. I knew I couldn't sit where I was very long, The wind was sharp and it blew so hard that the rain and sleet stung like needles. I was getting wet all over. My fleece-lined jacket kept my chest dry, but my blue jeans were cold and stiff as boards. Jeans are alright for dry hikes, but they're terrible when they get cold and wet. People want to know why I didn't stay where I was. Someone was sure to find me, they say. Well, I'd like to see anyone stay up there in that wind and sleet with the night coming on. You'd freeze stiff before morning. I was already getting stiff. I had to keep moving, just to warm up. I shouted once more, as loud as I could, then I stood and listened, nothing but that strange noise. I turned slowly about so as to be sure of my direction, and started back the way I thought I had come. Pretty soon I ran right into a trail marker. It said, Saddle Trail. Now I was in a fix. I had heard about that trail. I had heard that it went far off into the woods and was dangerous full of landslides and loose rocks however it was a trail and it was marked often with blue daubs of paint. it would lead me somewhere perhaps to some lonely spot miles and miles from camp no i mustn't take it the thing to do is to work off at right angles to it and cut across the main trail i started on right away i ran into more pucker bush i climbed over it and fell through and crawled under it. Guides have said no one could crawl under it, but I did, for a long way. Pretty soon I was back among big rocks again. Right here I had a funny experience. The cloud opened for just an instant and far, far below me I saw a lake I thought was Moosehead, shining in the sun. The cloud closed and the lake was gone and everything was dull gray again. The sight cheered me some and I hurried faster than ever. I started to run and found I couldn't because of the boulders. That made me frantic and I climbed over them like a cat and yelled and shouted and cried all the time. I yelled for my dad. I climbed up as high as I could on a big rock and screamed for him. Then I waited. No answering shout, nothing. Just the noise of that wind and the purring sound of fine sleet driving against my clothes. I just had to get out of there and back to the trail. I started to run again as fast as I could. I don't know how long I kept that up, but a long time, over rocks and sharp edges and things I stumbled over and into patches of pucker bush, sometimes falling and then getting up again, and often crawling under brush on my hands and knees. Boy, it was awful. And then, just when the cloud lifted again and I thought sunlight might break through, I ran into another trail sign. It said, Saddle Trail and looked like the sign I had seen before. I was pretty scared by this time, and I wasn't sure about that sign, so I examined it closely. There was a mark on it that I recalled seeing before. I had come back to the same sign. For a second, I was stunned. I just stood there and looked at it. I knew now for sure that I was lost. I was running in a circle. I didn't know what to do, so I stumbled along hunting for other marks on that same trail. I guess i went a long way over rocks and over pucker bush and sometimes under it too searching and hunting for another trail marker i didn't find any but i kept going down i remember that after a while i came to a place where there was a lot of gravel and boy was it slippery that place was dangerous for a slip might mean a bad fall maybe a hundred feet or more i slowed down i could imagine myself lying there in the cold and dark with a sprained ankle meanwhile the rocks were getting bigger and bigger at last i came to a weather beaten tree the branches were all pulled out to one side as though the tree were trying to get away from something that tree looked scared beyond was another and another i had reached the timber line and i had to find a trail because the shrubs grew as thick as doormats and without a trail the going down to camp would be pretty bad The sight of that tree calmed me down a bit, for I began to think more clearly. It's an awful thing to get lost in the clouds. You see things that aren't there at all. Rocks look like people and shaggy animals. And often you come to an edge and think you are looking down into space, and you draw back and get scared. The mountain suddenly seemed awfully big under me. I listened. Only the whining noise of the wind in the stunted trees. No, there was another noise rocks falling, far off to the right, a slow, heavy, crunching sound, then silence, deeper than before. The rocks in this place had very sharp edges, and some of them were loose, too, and slid from under me. I had heard of landslides and had seen the remains of a few on the way up. I kept thinking of how a landslide starts, the slipping stones, just a few at first, then more and more and faster and faster, until the whole mountain seems to move. Then trees tip over like matches, and there are crashings and grindings and dust. Boy, I just stood still now and then, and shivered. What chance would a fellow have in a mess like that? However, it was not quite so cold down there in the scrub, and that made me think that farther down, it would be still warmer. Maybe I'd better change my course a little to the right and keep going down. I hunted for an opening through the scrub growth, There wasn't any, so I just had to scramble along as best I could. That's where I cut my sneakers to pieces. I noticed now that I had to scramble through more and more of those scrubby bushes. My face was badly scratched and I was awfully tired. It was getting dark, too. I knew I hadn't covered more than three or four miles. That meant that Dad and Henry couldn't be a long way off. The camp must be right down below me in the trees. I felt a little better. What if it were hard going down to it? A fellow could make it, as long as he didn't break a leg or something. I just go a little more slowly. That's the way a fellow figures things out. I was all wrong, of course. There wasn't any camp below me. Not for miles and miles, and there weren't any trails where I was going. It's a good thing I didn't know any more than I did. Sometimes, not knowing the worst helps a fellow along if he just keeps going and doesn't lose his head.
1: Read the entire story of Don's frightening nine day fight for survival and his rescue in the book Lost on a Mountain in Maine.